0: Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Varelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere.
1: Sounds like it could be funny.
0: Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back.
1: we it as long as we can. I'm glad you finally made it because we got a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is a very funny stand-up. He's a regular on a Tonight Show. He starred in The King of Staten Island with Pete Davidson, and his podcast is called The Macaroni Rascals with my pal and friend of the show, Greg Stone, and his name is Mike Vecchione. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week. 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join the conversation. And our Superfan shout out is for Marvin. Say hi to Marvin, everybody.
2: Hello, Marvin. (laughs) Marvin. Sorry.
3: I'm thinking of midnight run. So do do I. (laughs) Every time he comes on Tuesday, I always say this. Marvin! (laughs) Turn
1: around, Marvin. I do the same
3: thing. Marvin, welcome aboard. How welcome, are you doing,
1: Marvin? And Mar <laughs> and Marvin, Phil is very excited you're here, but it, it was too much for him.
4: I just, I got to calm down.
1: I know, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. I, I tell you right, I miss him. Phil made an appearance at the house. Here's what happened. He, appearance. He did. He made an appearance. He's an apparition. He just showed up. <laughs> I picked him up at the airport. He was done with his contract on the cruise ship. So I picked him up at the airport and he's got to start another one. So he's got to go out of the port of L.A. I said, come stay at the house. I pick him up. I bring him home. I tuck him in bed. And we got to get up. <laughs> I read him a story. <laughs> then we got to get up the next day. He's got to go to a storage unit. He's got to pack everything up. And he's got to go the day after. I got to drive him early in the morning down to the port to the new ship. Uh, and I I just, I miss my pal. I mean, I, I, I got to talk to him. And I know I drive him crazy, but he helps me a great deal. I love the guy very much. But he's out of his friggin' mind. But it's not just him, because we all are out of our minds. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. I submit this to you guys. Negative thinking is an addiction. Mm-hmm. Okay?
2: Hey, can I just make a little caveat to what you just said?
1: The chair recognizes the woman from Santa Monica. Yes, darling.
2: Yes. <laughs> I would say that some people are more out of their minds mm-hmm. than others. That's true. all I wanted to say.
1: I would say that that's true, too. But I, I read this. Uh, it was in Psychology Today. Ruminating over problems allows the mind to feel itself, and we identify those feelings to who we think we are. Make sense?
2: Yeah. We, we are what we think.
1: Yeah, I, I guess. I thought it was mm-hmm. you are what you eat. but
2: Well, that too. <laughs> right. we, there's a lot of you are's.
3: Well, you got to get some positive thinking in it. Get, you know, that'll, that'll turn it all around.
1: I got into this conversation with Becky Owens. So that's why I wanted to bring it up with you guys, because I know the, the condition patterns I got fr- from my family. It's like, I got to find out what's wrong as a defense mechanism, and then I got to complain about it. So I know I have that pattern, uh, and I know it's something that I try to break out. And it comes from my family. Mm-hmm. My, my family's motto is, I bitch, therefore I am. So my mother had that embroidered on a pillow.
2: I I do think that there is something to your surroundings or or who you're around Mm
1: -hmm. that affects
2: your energy.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with you, honey. And I know that that's my pattern. Do you have a a negative pattern that you're aware of?
2: Well, um, I know I spin.
1: I know you spin. You get one one
2: thought and then you magnify it. I know you guys are going to think it's weird, but I have a list on my phone Mm -hmm. that I can look at. For? For negative thinking. To see if I am doing any of those things.
1: Okay. What's your list?
2: This is number one for me a lot of the times. What? You discount the positive. Yeah. Like you only see, (laughs) damn, you know. Yeah, that's why you don't appreciate me. (laughs) It's always about you, Adam. Always goes back to you.
1: Damn right.
2: (laughs) Other things on the list is overgeneralizing. Jumping to conclusions, which you do a lot, Adam.
1: I don't jump to conclusions. Why do you always say that?
2: (laughs) 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 And what you said earlier is on this list, too, magnification. Yeah. When you just take the smallest little stupidest thing that maybe someone said or you saw, Mm -hmm. and you just create this whole big freaking mountain out of a molehill. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm guilty of that too, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Another one that really resonates with me mm-hmm. is emotional thinking rather than critical thinking. No kidding. <laughs> That's a biggie. Yeah. It's hard to pull back sometimes. No kidding. Yeah.
1: I get yelled at for stuff I've done in her dream. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. You know what you did. Yeah. No, I don't. I actually don't. It yeah. was a dream. I know. How about you, Star? Uh, well, before we get to me, I, I, I want to just want to ask Alex. So you have that list. Does that mean when you get into these negative thought patterns, like you'll bring the list out and like mm-hmm. cross-reference and be like, okay, I'm slipping into that. Let me sort of pull out of the nosedive. Is, does that help you stay yes. like out of a negative cesspool?
2: Yes, it helps a great deal because I can say, oh, wait a second. I kind of fell fall into that category right now. You know, it's Very helpful.
1: That's good. That's good. That's self-care. That's good. You're scouting yourself, as they say in football. Scout thyself. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it's
3: it's it's recognizing like like just kind of pulling yourself out of your body and seeing the situation you're in. for What it is and being like, oh, yeah, I've been here. Adam, we talked about this a long time ago with my my very well-documented road rage that I yes. have. Like, I'll see, like, myself getting furious at somebody, and I'll, like, step out of it and be like, this is one of those moments. Don't mm-hmm. do that. And I need to do that with my negative thinking, which is completely not attached to my road rage. It's an entirely different problem. But I, I get into stuff of just, like, self-worth, yeah, and I really just beat the hell out of myself, and and I don't know, I don't know, I don't think that comes from my family because I didn't have parents that sort of browbeat me, mm-hmm. but I just everything comes from like I, I, I'm not good enough, and and I and I always tell this story, and it, it, it I always say this, particularly about relationships. And it's really bad negative thinking. And I've got to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like some people are like, hey, how's your girlfriend going? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. But as you know, all my stories end poorly. So I'm sure this is going to end poorly as well.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I've uh, got to stop to that. Jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Right,
3: there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You got to um, text him the list.
2: I'm going to text you the list. <laughs> and I want you yes. to put it in your favorites.
1: Uh, yes, I will. Well, honey, I think I'm going to need that list too as a reference.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. Adam, I think we should frame it. I think so too. I will have it framed. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just point.
1: Yeah. Well, Phil's not here and uh and I don't think he's gonna mind us talking about it because we talk
4: about it all the time.
1: He's addicted to negative thinking, but his negative thinking is is drama. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean that I can't exploit it for our amusement. <laughs> that's
3: yes, that's what you do best, my friend.
1: Yes. Yeah. So this is what happened when uh I took him to the ship. He got through the whole ship. He went through his COVID test, and then he called.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. okay. guy. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. I just, I got to calm down, man. <laughs> what is wrong with you? There's all kind of stuff going on in the world. What are you doing? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Well, here's what you do. You lead me on. You, you, you lead me on. That's what you do. You're a
2: leader. You lead me on. Oh, what is he talking about? Leading him on. <laughs>
1: Basically, we were driving to the ship early in the morning, and uh, he was telling me he was nervous because he's got to take a COVID test. You got to take a COVID test before you get on the ship, mm-hmm. uh, and if you don't pass, you can't get on the ship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, so that's why he was uh, he was nervous, and, and apparently, something
3: happened that that took him down a path. Something happened. Is that something rhyme with "fathom"? <laughs> Could be. Let me play this.
2: Odds are good.
4: Halfway down the four hundred five, I'm like, "Why am I? I'm feeling a little hot. I'm feeling a little warm." You're like, "What's the matter? I don't know. My, I'm like my back. My back is your back hot? Then you then you act like you're concerned. It's not (laughs) concerned. You just set me up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like all of a sudden, you have all the COVID information. You know, what part of your body gets hot? You know? I'm like, yeah, man, and then all of a sudden my legs, I'm like, down my leg the backs of my thighs and you're like, put your mask on. I went, what? <laughs> hey, you got me freaking out. Open the window, put the air
2: on, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so we were driving down there, he started feeling flushed. I have to say mm-hmm. that when I know that I have to take my temperature, like mm-hmm. if you go into a medical building, I get a little nervous. Remember, Adam, mm-hmm. when I went and They're like, oh, you have a little raised temperature. I'm like, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I took off my sweater. I put up my hair. I'm like, take it again. Take it again. (laughs) And then she passed. (laughs) And then I passed.
3: There you go.
1: (laughs) So, so yeah, he was feeling a little flushed. He goes, you're not hot? I go, no, I'm not hot. He goes, I go, feel my head. He goes, he felt my head. He goes, you're not hot. He goes, feel my head. And I felt his head and I went uh oh and he's like oh what's oh i go nothing just put your mask on he goes what are you doing stop messing around he goes put the air on and i yelled out no it's airborne he's like what's airborne i made him open the window I go breathe out the window he opened the window <laughs> he was flipping out and he's and he's like what's going on then i i asked him a question uh that made everything clear
3: and <laughs> then I, I asked you is your ass hot <laughs> That's what I knew. That, that's what I. I said, yeah. You know what? Did you? You know what you
1: did? You heated the seat. <laughs> you turned the seat heater on. Who, who, who does that? <laughs> I got. It was early in the morning. I got in. I go. Oh, let's see if this works. I just pushed. It. Right. <laughs>
3: There's never a situation, even if it's a brief car ride, you're like, I have an opportunity to mess with me. Let's try this. <laughs> it's so great. And he falls for it. And he would do the same. He would be like, there's the, there's the, you know, the hook and the worm. And he just falls for it every was, single time. He was sweating. He drove himself insane. And you, you approach it perfectly because then, as he says, all of a sudden, you know, all the COVID like symptoms and, like, and you get very serious. Put your mask on. No, it's airborne. No. Are you back? Oh, that's a sign. Yeah, that's a sign, dude. That
2: That's a classic uh, thought that you can spin yeah. and make yourself crazy. Yep.
1: That's it. It's so on the list. My wife has a list mm-hmm. that's soon to be framed and hung up in my house. <laughs> And, and, and it fits the theory where the mind actually can feel itself and you think that's who you are. Yeah. Because in order to, in order to get that feeling back, you'll recreate it. That's why he calls me back to yell at me so he can relive it again. Listen to this. I got no
4: coffee. It's 7.45 in the morning. I'm like, oh, my, why am I hot all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> I take a COVID test in the terminal. I'm freaking
1: out. Now I'm spinning. I, 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 my temperature going to be 100-something. Am I going to have a fever? Well, how I would... think I have a fever. Well, it was a seed, heater. it depends where they put the thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So, what if I'm getting this right, Adam is saying it's only for his best interest.
3: I do this for him. I'm glad you <laughs> recognize that. <laughs> it is very selfless of you. Yes. Fucking <laughs> guy puts
4: the seed heater on. How does your mind start working at 7.45 in the morning? Don't you take
2: a break? <laughs> no, he does not. He doesn't. No. Are the backs of your thighs hot? Because that's an Omicron variant. What? <laughs> this is the shit you do. That's and he happens. falls for it every time.
4: Yeah. Oh my God, they do? And
2: I listen to you. Yeah. yeah. I listen to you like you're the guru. What the fuck? You do come off with a commanding tone mm-hmm. that makes you believe. You think like, is that true? Yeah, at least I do. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that true? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> you know, you do have that authority. It's all about presentation. If you say it confidently
2: enough, people yeah. will
3: follow you anywhere.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we all have these patterns. Thank God. Now we have a list and we can check in.
2: <laughs> right. We can always add to the list too, Adam. Yes,
1: we can add to the list too. But that's the way, that's the, way the mind works that you, you think you're your thoughts. And, and, you know, Phil is addicted to, to drama.
2: And Adam, you are addicted to feeding his negative thoughts. Not well. <laughs> yes, I'm you not are addicted to it. I
1: just uh, <laughs> when I see an opportunity, I don't
2: mind taking advantage of it. How's that? I think that goes on the list. He's
1: he's addicted to the drama. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Yes.
4: and I
1: and I brought yeah. up the uh, the addiction to thoughts in my conversation with uh, Mike Vecchione. I really like this guy. He's very funny. He's very smart, and. Uh, uh, I resonate with a lot of, th- of his thinking as well. So I'm eager for you guys to hear this. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Most civilized people are out of
4: touch with reality because they confuse the world as it is with the world as they think about it. For on the one hand, there is the real world, and on the other, a whole system of which we have in our minds. You know what you did <laughs> you turn the seat heater on. <laughs> who,
5: the, who who does that?
0: <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara podcast.
5: Good God, this is 30 minutes you'll never
0: get back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: I got some stand updates for you tomorrow night, January 21st through January 23rd. I will be at the Addison Improv in Addison, Texas. And January 26th through the 30th, I will be at CB Live in Phoenix, there's a link to tickets right here in the show notes. So you can go to my website, click the link there. And my YouTube special, It's Scary in Here, is on YouTube and it's free. And there's a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, let's listen to Mike Vecchione.
4: Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy.
0: ADHD, it's not just for kids.
4: Boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say
1: welcome to the add interview it's not that you're not interesting it's just that i can't focus and my guest this week is
4: oh look a bird
1: my guest this week makes me laugh He starred in the movie The King of Staten Island alongside Pete Davidson. He is a regular on The Tonight Show. His podcast is called The Macaroni Rascals with friend of the show and my pal Greg Stone. He has a master's degree in special education. He played college football, and he is an extreme ballroom dance instructor. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal Mike Vecchione. How are you, baby? Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thanks for doing this, my friend. It's great now the last time I saw you, uh we were doing stand up at the stand. Uh yes, and, and you you really you really do you, you make me laugh and I didn't know that you had uh a masters in uh in special education.
5: Yeah, I got an undergrad in uh criminal justice. Mm-hmm. A criminal justice degree from Penn State, which you can get online now, by the way. So <laughs> like might not be could be charming. And uh criminal justice degree. And I was thinking about going to law school, but I just didn't get in you right. know, my L weren't mm-hmm. high enough. So I started working with like uh, troubled kids, gang kids, counseling, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then I figured if I'm doing this, the, you know, I might as well go back at night and teach, get a master's. So I went back at night at, I went to Penn state university. And then I went back at night cause I was living in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. I went to Gabrini college, which is a good Catholic college. And uh, I got, it took me five years. And I got a master's in uh, certification to teach. I specialize in uh, kids with emotional and behavioral problems.
1: I knew I liked you. (laughs) I talk about it in my act, but it's actually true. They put me in that class for a while because I'm dyslexic. And when I went through the New York public school system, they didn't know what it was.
5: Right. So it was tough man, for dyslexics. You know, you know who else is dyslexic? Hmm. Sammy the Bull Gravano. Really? Yeah, he was dyslexic, and then he turned to a life of crime, and then uh, the rest is history.
1: So, all right. So he thought he was just—he was fixing a driveway. It's—it's it's not tar. It's rat. Okay, <laughs> you're a rat. This. Wait a minute. I want. Did you have? Did you get Sammy's chart? Is that how you know? Was he? Was he a student?
5: No. I. Uh, I watch a. I watch that podcast. I watch all these mob guys. I watch all of them that they all flip and they all have podcasts and I watch all of them. Now I'm obsessed with, with mob related stuff. I really think it's fascinating to me. That's great. You're in the witness protection program, but you have a podcast. These guys, Adam, these guys all do witness protection for like a year. Uh And then they go, this is too restrictive. And then they get out and the mob, the way that it is now, like they just move back to where their area is, whatever area there and nothing happens to them. Like these guys don't, they don't kill each other anymore. It's just too many. It's too many life sentences. So they just, they stopped killing. Basically.
1: I miss the good old days.
5: <laughs> when you could just shoot somebody on a stoop and get away with it. Yeah. They can't get away with it anymore. So yeah. it's like, you want a 30 year sentence. If you're going to kill somebody, you got to do it alone because the other guys, now they have that on you for the rest of their lives. If they get in trouble for drugs or anything, they'll, they can use that to flip on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can use that murder card. The world's just going to hell, Vecchione. It's going to fucking hell. Brothers turning on brothers. Yeah.
1: You actually got uh, a great bit about Italians. I want to play it for you right now.
5: Italians get off easy. Germany has a stigma for being evil. But if you check history, Italy fought right alongside Germany during World War II. But we have no stigma for evil. And do you guys know why? It's because we have fantastic food.
4: <laughs> we get
5: away with a lot of shit because of our food because after the war Italy was celebrating with the allies and the allies stopped and they're like what are you doing Italy weren't you fighting right alongside Germany doing a lot of evil shit Italy was like whoa well, maybe but why don't you try some of this chicken cacciatore <laughs> huh see how evil that is my mother's got a big ziti in the oven we could talk after that and then everybody's too tired Carbs are the real evil. That's great. That made me laugh. <laughs> carbs are more evil than Germans, Adam. But yeah, that's... Like <laughs> yeah. Nazis? <Mm-mm-mm>. Rigatoni. <laughs> it goes carbs, Germans, and then vaping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, that is so... After, after every giant meal we used to have, Mike, and then you go downstairs, and everyone's passed out in the basement. My, yeah. It looks like Jonestown after the Kool-Aid. <laughs> just Bodies all over the place. And if you, if you try to turn the TV off, an uncle will pop his head up. Like I'm watching that. And then goes...
5: it really was. I mean, I think those days, at least for my family are over, man. It's just, it's gone. It's done. Yeah. Everybody lives all over the place. It's like, but I do remember those days, man. It's just like seventies, eighties, just like, uh, everybody together all the time, yeah. overeating. I mean, overeating is, uh, um, we laugh at it, but it's a major problem. Yeah, it's We well, especially problem. in the
1: West. Especially in the West with portion control, we don't have it. Yeah. No. Yeah, you, you you eat until you're like, mm, I can't. You know, my, my I had an uncle who used to sit at the table and go, I got to burp and make some more room. Wait a minute. <laughs>
5: <laughs> don't you think indigestion is a sign for you to stop? He's like, nah, gut it up. There's no stopping. There's no stopping, and it's a it's a coping me- mechanism to deal with like emotional issues. At least in my family, it was uh-huh. a coping mechanism to deal with emotional issues, and it's it's like a drug, man. It's like drugs, alcohol, whatever. It's like if you abuse food, like you you, you have you go through all this stomach surgeries, all mm-hmm. this other shit, man. It's all because of you know overeating.
1: Yeah, basically. and you can't. Well, here's the thing: is it's it's also a closed system. You know, my family, they, they, they all still live next to each other. Right. Their world is eight blocks long. Right. The same information comes in. Yeah. And there's us and them. And I'm like, there's, yeah. there's no them. It's just us. You know that,
5: right? <laughs> and they don't. That's the thing. That's the funny thing about Italians. They say, well, even when Italians lived in like the country, like the South of Italy is all like, uh, you know, it's not much industry, it's poor. But even when they lived in far, like far, they always lived next to each other. Yeah. There was no being spread out. They yeah. always had, they're very clannish, we're a very clannish group.
1: Yeah, and you can't bring, like, like I, I'm i getting older now, I can't eat it anymore. I can't, right. Just the system just won't, the hangover is lasting longer than the party, so. Right, right, you right. Know, and then when you right. go home, you know, your, your brother's like, hey,
3: California boy, how's your kale
5: going? Ah. <laughs> huh?
3: Eating your greens there, huh? That's kind of
5: charming that they still make fun of you. That's really kind of great. Because all the, you know, we have the internet now and all the science is readily available. Like, you didn't know, like, I didn't know growing up. I thought, oh, this is just the way it is. Yeah. I I don't know. So, plus the food pyramid was wrong. The information we were getting was wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, you didn't know any better. Now the information is out there. So anybody still making fun of you is kind of, is pretty charming. Yeah. I think. But it's, it's just it's like,
1: you got to drink a glass of milk every day. Brought to you by the Dairy Association. Okay. Yeah.
5: yeah. Is uh payoff city, man.
1: Yeah. So I'm trying actually to, you're actually doing something that I'm doing when it comes to weight. And you got a bit about it that really, really made me laugh.
5: I've been losing massive amounts of weight in the quarantine because I've been doing intermittent fasting. And the philosophy behind intermittent fasting is that you're not supposed to eat all the time. Sometimes you're not supposed to eat. And I was doing it as a child because my father had a gambling problem. He would lose the money that we were gonna use to buy food. He would lose it on football. And my friends were no help. They're like, Mike, are you gonna eat this week? I was like, I don't know, did the dolphins win by three?
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a lot in that bit for my life I have to unpack. One, I am doing the intermittent fasting now. Uh, so I stop eating at eight o'clock. And yeah. then if I'm still alive the next day, I have lunch at noon. But you can have um, you can have stuff with without calories in, it in the morning. So it's black coffee. I can drink black coffee. Yes. But here's the issue. Yeah. Me drinking black coffee on an empty stomach is basically me shitting out black coffee on an empty stomach. <laughs>
5: But did it? Are you losing weight from it?
1: I did. I lost. I lost like four or five pounds. But now it's kind of stopping. You know, I'm. I'm still doing yeah. it, but I, I don't see any more results. That's me
5: too. Me too. I've hit a plateau now. But I think the thing to do when you hit a plateau is because I'm doing the same thing. I'm mm. doing twelve, eating two meals, twelve and eight. Okay. They say you can eat through for a window. You know, like you can eat the entire time, but it's better to have the two meals, concentrated meals, twelve. 12 and 6 is when I eat. I stop eating after the second meal. Mm-hmm. But when you hit a plateau like that, now I'm getting into these things where I'm tr- I'm reading about these uh 36-hour fasts. I'll do a 24-hour once a week to throw throw this my system mm-hmm. off a little bit, but these the 36-hour they say is really good for you.
1: My wife will leave me if I do that. <laughs> I am miss if I don't eat I'm miserable I'm just like she's like you know because I'm doing this now like why do so I lose weight and I'm more attractive to you that's (laughs) why
5: I'm doing I'm doing this for us yeah you do a 36 hour she'll leave you because you're too sexy
1: now she'll leave me because I'm screaming and yelling and I'm miserable that's why she's gonna leave me so what is the are you
5: miserable doing that are you miserable when you fast
1: I'm miserable when I don't eat yeah Yeah. Well, I'm used to it now. Now it's not bad. I, you know, I'm used to the black coffee and everything. It's not bad. And and if I could still continue the results I'm getting, I would do it. But you know, I'm not. But yeah, when I don't eat, I I get get miserable.
5: Yeah, but isn't it a thing? Like, if you if you just if someone was like, okay, now you can't eat. But if you kind of mentally prepare for it and you Mm -hmm. go, all right, tomorrow I'm not eating till six, you kind of wrap your head around it a little bit. And plus, you know the science behind it. You like. I'm not going to die because your body's telling you, hey, we got to eat something. I just got to mentally prepare myself for a, there's going to be a little bit of suffering involved.
1: Sounds good. Not going to work. Yeah. Telling you right now. <laughs> there's no I don't care what affirmations I have to do and look in the mirror, <laughs> get up in the morning. go. You're skinny. Beauty is pain. It's not going to work. It's not. Gonna, you know why? Because the guy I know, the guy in the mirror is full of shit, Mike. That's why
5: <laughs> the guy wants to eat no matter what. Yeah.
1: The guy, I look in the mirror and I go, I have all the power I need. And then the guy in the mirror goes, who the fuck are you kidding? <laughs>
5: uh, but when you eat, it's so good. It's like doing drugs. Then when you eat, that's yeah. the charming. That's the beauty of uh, intermittent fasting. When you finally do eat and you break the fast, it feels like you're on crack.
1: Yeah. Do you? Now, I know you do. We, we had a brief conversation. You do uh, affirmations and stuff. How's that working? Yeah, out? I
5: do affirmations. I, I you know, uh so I, I was listening to Seinfeld. Mm. Uh, I've listened to, to different interviews. He has, I mean, besides being great, like, and having the greatest show, he has the the best insights mm-hmm. into living a comic's life. Okay. He has the best, like, insights into it. And um, um, he was talking about that. He's talking about training your mind. Your mind is like a dog. Okay. And it's like, and, and you can't get fooled because you, you have a thousand thoughts a minute. And if you followed all of your thoughts, you would lose your you would you, you would your thoughts aren't real. They're just thoughts. So it's like you have to be conscious of that. And you have to train your if you train your mind, um, you're just much better off. You're going to live a much better life. We're, we're fooled into thinking our thoughts are real and that our mind is telling us real stuff. And it's not real. It's 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 just thoughts. And if you just let it flow through you, then um, you're going to be much better off.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, okay. well, there's, the, I, I don't know if it's Tibetan, but one of the precepts are, uh, do no harm, cultivate virtue, train the mind, right, right. So train that, the mind, yeah.
5: But train the mind. He talks about it like train it like it's a dog. Like I do. Like, here's the problem after, with my
1: mind, Mike. It my mind right. shits on the rug, <laughs> all over the place. There's just this thoughts. This, this, there's, there's like, how did this
5: happen? You know,
1: who did this? It was me.
5: Yeah, especially our. I mean, our minds are. I mean, if anybody needs it, it's us because our minds work constantly just the nature of what we do. It's like you're constantly going from one thing to another, to another, to another. Mm. And there's, you know, that's how we think, basically. It's kind of Yeah. And if you can just like I'm working on like stepping, it's meditative kind of a thing where you step back and just let the thoughts go and don't follow them. You don't attach yourself to them. But uh, the affirmations are for training. If you say it out loud, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good day. You know, I'm going to, if something happens that's bad today, I'm going to flip it into something positive. You know, it, it, it does. It helps me. I, I like that, like training the mind kind of a thing. And okay. I like this analogy of training it like a dog.
1: Okay, let me ask you, what what's the most uh, beneficial um, uh, affirmation you've come up with?
5: Um, I am success from the inside out. Okay. And what have As you. That's outside, you know, people are ever successful outside and they're miserable on the inside. So yeah. it's like, I want to be successful externally, obviously, but I want to, I want to feel good every day. I want to feel happy every day. You know what I mean? I want to feel bliss. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever see it um, in New York, you know, uh, in LA too, I guess you see somebody on the street on heroin mm-hmm. and um, there's that itchy, nervous, it <laughs> looks like, they're living in a, in a in a form of hell. Mm-hmm. They're living in a metaphysical hell because their insides like they're ready to jump out of their skin. So I look at that and I look, uh, that's terrible. But if that's possible, then the opposite has to be possible, too. There has to be people walking around in bliss. Yeah, that, that that's meth. Those are those. Are, <laughs> you just switch to a different drug. That's
1: it. It's, it's just the problem. It, 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 it's opioid and amphetamine. That, that's that's pretty much all it is. You got to find <laughs> out. It, it's like getting your colors done. You're in autumn, and you're amphetamine. Your body will respond to that. But no, I know what you're saying. The mind doesn't know yeah. what's true and what's not. You know, there's, right. there's plenty of experiments of that. And being right. and being, I'm I'm successful from the inside out is. Uh, is, is very intuitive because, like you said, we 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 chase uh, manifestations for our identity. Right. You know. You know. It's it used to be like as starting out as a comic. I remember mine was I got to get I got to get Letterman. I got to get I got to get something for my intro to tell people who I am. That was the big thing right. when when I was starting right. out was to get right. get a credit. Yeah. You know. I want to be the guy from. You know. Yes. And right. uh, and those are just temporary things. You know. It, it, it's yeah. like the old "This too shall pass." you know, that's yeah.
5: That's two shall pass. Yeah. yeah. And then you got that and then you want something else and then you got that and then it was something else. It's like, it's always going to be something else. Yeah. So if you can be, if you could be regardless of what I was always um jealous of guys who, uh, you know, like pilots, guys who are pilots, guys who are quarterbacks where there's chaos all around you and they're, they stay calm in the pocket and mm. just go to the next step. Like a quarterback drops back and the pocket is collapsing and he just, Still, he feels it, but he's going through his progressions. He's yeah. going through his reads. He stays in the pocket and goes through. his... I always loved that. I was yeah. on a, my Mike from a family we we uh, flip out and it's uh, <laughs> all panic and tantrums. So I looked at guys like that, and I'm like, oh, that's really something, man. That's really letting everything just and still being able to make clutch decisions. Yeah. Despite. Yeah, despite you, had what the, you you're now. Italian.
1: You got the same drama. Yeah. You grew up in an opera like me, right? Yeah. Right. I, here's the thing. It's like, I go to my shrink because I meditate too. And I go to the shrink and I'm trying to, to make myself better. Because I've really, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I've really had it with me. I really, I'm really starting <laughs> to get on my fucking nerves. So he's like, you know, you're dealing with trauma. You, you, you're actually, you have, you have post-traumatic stress disorder. I'm like, yeah, it's called childhood. Okay. Stop. It. <laughs> d- d- I, I I didn't see combat. Joe and Louise yelled. All right. So let's not. Yeah but you have to ex- yeah. i had to accept the fact that that was my my form of it you know cuz the, the right. one of the big coping mechanisms in my life, in my life was my dad who was my hero is you don't you won't you won't if you don't acknowledge pain it can't hurt you i'm like mm, sounds good on paper but right. shit still hurts and you got to look at it otherwise right. it gets stuck in the machine and yeah, you're acting yeah. around it you know
5: yeah yeah I love listening to uh, David Goggins. That guy is the best. I, mean, I don't know. You know Tell that? me about
1: David Goggins.
5: He's a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. He's been on Rogan a bunch. He wrote a book called Can't Hurt Me. Right. Like when I stretch, like I stretch now, I listen to that guy. Let's see. He has like motivational clips. I mean, he has long podcasts, but he has motivational clips. And uh, he talks about like that. He talks about confronting pain, confronting yourself head on mm-hmm. and uh, being able to work through stuff. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable. It's pretty great. His book is great. All right, now I got to write
1: down David Goggins. I got. I, Goggins, I got yeah. a lot of. Uh, I have a lot of. Um,
5: Eckhart Tolle.
1: Yes. Yeah, he, he's yeah. good. He uh, he he resonates with me. And right now, I got a uh, Power versus Force. I think it's Hawkins. You know.
5: Yeah, yeah, I think I read that too. Yeah. I have all those books. I I read all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah and
1: that was well, that was like that that spoke to me because one of the things I took from it is like uh, you know, force is something that. Is, is a will you want to inflict on somebody else, but okay. power comes from what is and and it comes more out of service. Does that make sense?
5: Right, right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when I read about your uh, uh about you having a master's in special ed and you actually went and you taught and stuff. Um right, I was like, that's service. And I think the manifestations of that power came out. And one of my one of my favorite jokes of yours, I, I pulled it here and I want to play it for you.
5: What did I do before this, guys? I was a teacher. I taught in the city of Philadelphia. I taught kids with emotional problems. I taught them biology. Halfway through my first year, I have a student approach me. He says, Mr. Becky, if you don't pass me in biology, I'm going to stab you in the heart with a pencil. I said, let me tell you something. If you could bring a pencil to school and then locate my heart, I'm going to pass you in biology. (laughs) There will be no child left behind, not on my my watch. I saw that on TV. I don't even know what that is. I saw it on television. Yeah,
1: that joke is great. <laughs>
5: Thank you. But the Thank thing you. about the,
1: the, the point I wanted to make in playing that joke and and, and being of service to others is I suspect, that's why I want to ask you, I think that joke came pretty quickly to you.
5: Yeah, it was, I did a joke years that I wrote that joke when I was in Philly. Yeah, something.
1: yeah. because yeah. that, that, those kind of, you know, when we get bits that are like fully realized? Right. I think those manifest just, we've done the work subconsciously, and then when right. you wake up, you know, when you need something, it's there right. for you. Like I've riffed stuff on stage that yeah. has been fully realized that are one of my favorite bits because they've come to me pure. Does that make sense?
5: That's pretty great. I mean, it's kind of like an effortless. Le- we, we put so much emphasis on writing and, and being coming up with new material and whatever. But that's really great when you get get something like that and you can riff it on stage or yeah. riff part of it on stage. But I, I switched. I don't know what your process is, but like I switched a few years ago to like because my bits, like I had tight jokes, but it was like such a painful process to write. Mm-hmm. Force myself to sit down and go, okay, I need some marriage jokes. Okay, I need this. I need that. And it's like instead of just journaling, it's yeah, like, what what can come out of journaling is just like your ne- and there's so many funny things that happen to you every day. Mm. It's like I got up, I went to the coffee shop, blah, blah blah blah. It's like this guy interacted, it made me feel this way. It's like there's so many funny things that happen every single day. It's just a it's a treasure trove if you just take the time to journal. And then the the raw journaling, then you have these points of, oh, this is something, this might be something, this might be something, and then working, then throwing jokes at it and perspective.
1: Yeah, I think that comes, and that that comes to, because I journal too, uh, Mm -hmm. which is tough for Italians because the last thing we want to do is write anything down for evidence. (laughs) So you got to get past that. But what what that did for me, the journaling, what it did was it, it took me out of outcome, if that makes sense. Because part of the pressure of writing was this has to be funny and it's not. It's just right. So when I'm just journaling, when I'm just like taking notes, it's like there's no outcome in it. I'm in the moment. I'm just putting down what's happening. Right. And then when I come back to it, I'm not coming back to it with any expectations. Does that make any sense?
5: That's really right. I mean, I I, I didn't realize part of it, but you just uh, said it. That's really what it is, too.
1: I think you have to get out of your own thought process to allow information to uh, to notice what's happening. That's the other thing I did that changed me. I changed the word think to notice. Oh yeah. Cause think it makes you identify with your thoughts. Like I think right. cause the first word is I like notice right. it's objective. Like right. I notice. you know, Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. That's great too. You take yourself out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Getting past, getting past the, 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 the conceptual identity of who, who, and what we think we are and have to be. Right. is 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 something that i struggle with every day especially coming from you know my background you don't
5: talk about this shit in my family you you eat just shut up and eat right shut up and eat yeah this is the way it is yeah um it makes i've said this before i think but i'm mystified like um you know my jewish friends Mm -hmm. like the jewish the jewish guys are like they have they, they'll just question everything. Yeah, They'll just be like, why? But why is that? Why is that? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be, like, working on something, they'll be like, but why? But mm-hmm. why is that? Like, you know, they, they are free to ask questions. And, and we didn't, I didn't grow up that way. No, I didn't grow up that way. I I grew up like you shut, you shut up and do what you're told. Like your father, your teacher, your coaches, do you trust us? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, like we didn't, we grew up in that culture where it's like, shut the fuck up and do what you're told. And that's not, that doesn't sound good. It just is what it is. And a lot of my Jewish friends have that thing where it's like, oh, it's okay to like, they encourage it. They encourage questioning. Yeah. We, they don't encourage it in our culture. You know? Well, here's
1: the reason. Uh, you, any Italian, you're asking questions, the first thought is, you wearing a fucking wire? What are you doing? <laughs> Search him. I'm your son! <laughs> so you should know better. <laughs>
5: that's really something. That's yeah. really
1: true. Maybe it's, that's where it came from. It is. It's the whole... It's, it's, look, Like I, I, I joke around with... you know. I, I have a line in my act, Michael. I grew up in a crime family without the money, power, or influence. Just... <laughs> just the fear and paranoia is all i'm dealing with really great all the bad parts of it yeah that's that's what i got but yeah and culturally it takes um it takes someone to i think leave the environment to yeah and and have and have the the energy and the courage to change because you got to realize where there's a loyalty thing that i had to get past you know yes yeah. And I was like, oh, what, "What the fuck? You know, it, it's like that scene. Every every kid strives for that scene in Goodfellas when De Niro leans in and goes, You did, you did the right thing. You didn't rat on yeah. your friends, and you always kept them mouth shut.'
5: You know, it's like yeah. positive feedback. But
1: it's the same thing with with who you are, your identity. Like if something's right. digging at you, you don't shove it down and eat. You know, you you gotta right. you gotta. I had the instinct to deal with it."
5: it's really something because you don't know where you're coming from until you get out in the world. You don't really know what you're doing is incorrect or there's other ways to deal with stuff. Like mm-hmm. and I, I grew up pretty, I didn't realize I was sheltered, but it was pretty sheltered. You know what I mean? Once I got to college, I was like, Oh my God, people live like differently, like way differently and then get out into the world and you see, and then everything's always changing on top of it. It's like, it blows your mind, man. But uh I would say one positive thing about like, now with all the bad stuff with the internet which it's is a lot of bad mm-hmm. but the uh flow of information of, of it's like the internet is kind of like your mind if you use it correctly it can be just mm-hmm. it's unbelievable how much great information is out there
1: yeah but you you have to have credible information you yes know? Yeah. that's the other thing it's it's like especially in my family too it's like listen i got a tip who told you never mind here's what you <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I, it's the best. But the more things like I read these books, listen to po- like I listen to a podcast, then read a book, and then be like, oh, let me try this practice. Let me try this as a practice. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that. Like they had the thing with like what successful people, what's a successful person, what's his morning like? It's mm-hmm. like? He does this, this, and this. It's like, all right, well, there's some good stuff in there, maybe. You know, maybe. And then you start constructing your day that way. I wake up, do a breathing practice, mm-hmm. do affirmations. How long is that going to take? It's going to take 20, 30 minutes. It's like, okay, let's do that. Let's you know, put that every day before before you have coffee. You know, yeah, it's coffee like will be a payoff.
1: that helps me because structure deals with structure helps deal with my anxiety. Lack of structure triggers right. my anxiety, right. so so that's good right. to structure. But you also, what I had to do was uh, one of the things that that benefited me was I decided I was looking for information, not affirmation. Right. You know, the problem, well, not the problem, but I can deal with people that have opinions. I can't deal with people whose opinions have them because they don't want to hear anything. They yeah, just, yeah, want, yeah. they just want to hear and see what feeds their, their uh, conceptual identity. Right. You know? So it's like, I'm I'm not attacking you. We're having a conversation. Right. You know, that's yeah. why when, when, when you, when Jews go, why, Hey,
5: Hey, who are you pushing? <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's, 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 you make a great point. Like, um, It's the process. Mm -hmm. Like the process is important. It's like getting up and 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 as comics, like I think a lot of us fall because we don't have a process in place. We're like, oh, I'm gonna be create, you know. The best is and Seifel he talks about this a lot, is like having a process in place Mm -hmm. that you can you just go, this is the process. Wake up, creating practice. Um (laughs) affirmations whatever your thing is journaling and then and just like stick to the process yeah it's like stick to the process
1: i i learned my emotional patterns my, my emotional process to deal with things first of all i'm going to be pissed off and I, I figured i'm going to be pissed off and i'm going to have a lot of anxiety about doing anything because it's uncertain so right. uncertainty triggers my triggers my anxiety and the first tool to deal with anxiety is yell right okay so yeah So what I got to do now is I got to be comfortable in the uncertainty and the way I did that or the way the tool I used to stay comfortable in the uncertainty is, look, I got to put whatever my anxiety aside to realize that possibilities come from uncertainty. So I got to put myself into this emotional place to find, to, to notice an answer. Does that make sense?
5: That makes sense. But it takes a big man to be in that anxiety in the midst of it and go, there's other possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is opening the door to other possibilities. Yeah. You know, something that happened to me, it's interesting you say that my Instagram got hacked mm-hmm. Christmas Eve. Got hacked, got, to, you know, it got, ta- I'm still trying to get it back, but who knows if I get it back. And then I started thinking, you know, I went through the ex- anxiety and the stress of whatever, it, it, losing it, uh, you know, and then I, I started going, maybe it, maybe it was, uh, Maybe I'm was just wasting my time on it. Maybe mm-hmm. this is meant to be. Maybe mm-hmm. this is a good thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I just don't have one. You know?
1: All right, that's wrong. Um <laughs> I just did that to make you laugh.
5: <laughs> Maybe I just don't have an Instagram now. I don't know. Maybe it's like it's it's unhealthy and toxic. We all have to have them, I mm-hmm. guess, or it's like then I start questioning like do I have to have it? Mm-hmm. It wasn't putting me over the top anyway. All right. So, you know, I mean, I had some I had a lot of followers, you know, but it's like was it putting me over the top it wasn't so it was it was sucking a lot of my time out and i tried to like control it oh, i'm gonna only do it a certain time of day and all that stuff but you know i i would fall so and, and fall back into a pattern of just looking at it mm-hmm. and drifting and stuff so you know maybe it's something that I thought was so negative, maybe it's a positive thing,
1: right? You, know, you
5: got to look at it from different perspectives, but being what you were talking about being in the midst of that anxiety mm-hmm. and then seeing the bright side of it is, is, is very hard.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's, it goes against your, it goes against who you think you are because you've learned these coping mechanisms before you were aware of what you were doing. Right. You know? So that's yeah. why you go, that's just the way it is, because that's the yeah. only way, you know, Right. And that way didn't come from choice. It came from an imprint. Yeah. You know. Well,
5: that's the other thing. It's like we're I mean, we're all conditioned a certain way. You know, it's like you're conditioned in this way. Yeah. Your your mind is a it's it's a series of mental patterns that's happening. You're almost operating according to a script. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like just a series of mental patterns. It's like, well, what if I changed it? What if I looked at it differently? But it, it takes Tremendous awareness to be in the situation and to be able to be like step out of yourself. It's 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 an addiction.
1: Your your thoughts. Right. You're addicted to your thoughts, yes. just like
5: anything else. Right. right.
1: You know. You got you right. got a great bit about gambling. We're well, speaking of addiction That 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 I want to play.
5: There's no help for gamblers. It's all about the smokers with their gums and their patches and their <laughs> hypnosis. Right. <laughs> There's one sign as you drive into Las Vegas that says, gambling problem? Please call this number. That's ineffective. You should at least say, gambling problem? I bet you won't call this number. That would be more effective. Because these people have a gambling problem.
4: (laughs) That's a great joke. Thank
1: you, buddy. That's a great joke, and and it, you. It, it and you're triggering. What I loved about it is like it's a judo move. Here's the energy. I bet you won't. I'm using I'm using your addiction
5: to get you help. Using <laughs> your addiction against you. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is.
1: Yeah, but um, thoughts are an addiction, and um, that yes. the more and more I know that, uh, the more and more I separate from uh identifying with him. One of the things I loved is I have to play this bit and then I gotta tell you why I love it because this is,
5: I had this experience. So now when I go on the road to spread my talent, <laughs> I have to take the mega bus. Do you guys know what that is? Mega bus. Okay, I'll explain it to you guys. A megabus is a bus that's too big for the road full of people who are too big for the bus. (laughs) Mega bus. It's a double-decker bus. Two stories of white trash rolling down the street. Mega bus. It's a gigantic shit show. (laughs) If you're like, hey, I want to take a bus but still feel like I'm in a trailer park, Megabus is a good option for you. If you're like, hey, my IQ and credit score are both below 80, Megabus is a viable option for travel. If you're like, hey, I need to go to Baltimore, but I still kind of want to see a dog fight. Megabus, Megabus is the way to travel, everybody. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs)
1: I had to take the mega bus to Baltimore when I was a kid. There was yeah. a gig. And it was. It was. It's not there anymore. It was by the Aquarius called Laugh Tracks. You know where they spell it with an X. Yeah. Right. So I had to take the mega bus down there. There's not even a terminal for the mega bus. No. You, it meets you on the west side, like on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. You're on the street. It's Thirty like
5: Fourth and Eleventh.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're sitting there. Yeah. It's just it's some guy. A big bus will come on. What? Where, where do I pick it up? Never mind. You be at thirty fourth and eleventh. All right. <laughs> be there at ten thirty. It's going to be a big freaking purple bus. You get on it.
5: I got it because I did Magoobies, and that's how I wrote a yeah. bit. Like I've been to Magoobies and uh, DC Improv, and I would take the bus up there. But going back, uh, they give you a limo that takes you in the morning to the airport. Except I wasn't going to the airport. I was going to the mega bus stop. I showed up to the mega bus stop in this limo, and I watched the people watch me get out of the limo <laughs> to get in line for the mega bus. They're like, "Oh, it's the world's richest poor person." <laughs> That's great. I
1: took the mega bus. I paid extra for the upper decker seat. Yes, the upper deck seat and the right hand side by the window.
5: It's the VIP section, man. Yeah, I had this happen um actually more than once. Had the bus driver uh, pull the bus over Uh to the shoulder in the middle of the ride, which can't be safe for the (laughs) shoulder of the road on a major highway, that that size of bus. And he goes, You guys are talking too loud. Uh, You gotta, if you, you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you off the bus if you keep talking this loud. I'm like, I don't even think that's legal. But okay, I, I kind of like that though. I like the rule, the whole. You
1: like the fact that he's not stable at all.
5: Yeah, I like the fact that he's so rule orientated that he's like, "Look, if you keep this up, I'm kicking you off the bus." I'm like, "You can't do. You're gonna get sued." Like, six weeks <laughs> Sunday, you can't just leave people on the side of the road who bought a ticket. You can't do that, or can you? I mean, this guy's just a rogue bus driver. <laughs> But I have empathy for, like, a working guy. I mean, even if he's wrong, obviously that's a wrong thing. But, I mean, I have empathy for, like, a working guy who's yeah. like, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Get off. <laughs> Get off.
1: That's not bad. But what's scary is the bus driver is pulling over going, I know you're talking about me, okay? <laughs> I heard you. You make me laugh, my friend. I uh, MikeReckion.com for all your tour dates. Um Yeah. Uh, the Macaroni Rascals is a, a great podcast with you and uh, and uh, Greg, Greg Stone.
5: Stone.
1: And uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, best to you and the family. Let's laugh again soon, pal.
5: Yeah, man. Uh, let me know when you come to New York. Give me a text. You got it. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, brother.
1: The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you have a master's in special education and you're teaching the children biology.
5: If you don't pass me in biology, I'm going to stab you in the heart with a pencil.
1: This could cause you a little anxiety. So, do what I do. Take one of the gummies they have at Cruise into Wellness. You know they also have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products, and you get 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off, yes, 20% off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. Go, feel better.
5: This is Mike Becquion, and that was 30 minutes that I will never get
1: back. Oh, I like him a great, I think he's very funny, he's very yeah. smart, and I think we're on uh, we're on the same wavelength.
2: Yeah, I got that on the same wavelength.
1: Yeah, and it, he was very smart in his approach to be successful from the inside out. Which is uh which is, is is healthy. You know, comics, I know me. Uh it's from the outside in, you know, because I need the applause. That's who I am. Somebody love me. So I think that's a good right. affirmation for him to uh that's a good affirmation for for him to have.
3: Yeah, I love the idea of affirmations, but I think I'm with you. What you said in the interview is I look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't buy it. I'm not yeah. buying anything you tell me, you lying sack of yeah. shit. I know, you know you're full of shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But if there is one thing, I guess this would count as an affirmation. When I'm when I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff that's sort of overwhelming, I'll quietly tell myself, "You're doing okay. You're doing okay. Mm. You know, and and everything will be okay." So that that sort of calms me
2: down. I find myself saying, "Okay, I got this. I can do this. I can do it," and I repeat it to myself until it's finished. Or in the background, say a prayer over and over again. And it helps me get through uh, this negative things that you have or the distraction. Right. Yeah.
1: I do that too. I, I pray too sometimes when I'm driving, like, Jesus Christ, look at all this traffic. <laughs> <laughs> are, you,
2: are you friggin' kidding me? My prayers are a little <laughs> different, Adam. <laughs>
1: and the other coping mechanism we both have in common is structure. You know, I've, I've said many, many times, lack of structure triggers my anxiety. And he structures his day and stuff. So I thought that was, uh, that, that was pretty cool to get confirmation that that someone else is doing it but,
3: but yeah structure yeah I don't I guess this counts and, and i if this is not something I came up with i I think an admiral actually said this in some speech like a commencement speech mm-hmm. and, and he basically said, the first thing you do every day make your bed and then you draw your order from there mm-hmm. and I, and i I remember this came to me when I was unemployed and I had no structure in my day mm-hmm. like I was like I was really lost and I sort of came on that and I was like, you know what I'm going to do that. And so now wherever I am, the first thing I do, I make my bed and it's like, okay, I got that done. What's the next thing? And it just really, that jump starts my day. I, I don't know if that's a pathetic statement about my life, but no, that's no. part of my structure, but it, but it really helps just sort of bring everything together and sort of launch me out into the day.
1: That's great. You've accomplished one thing that, you know, you have to do. What's the next thing. So mentally you put in that space. I don't think it was an admiral. I think it was the cleaning lady. <laughs>
3: Could have been my mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of, co- of course now Adam will will get like one blanket that's how I'll make his bed. Yeah, I'll make you make, know I'll the make easiest my bed. Way I won't have any blankets. Exactly. Ever, <laughs> there you go. It's screw me. you.
1: <laughs> it's me. I've done it before I went to bed, Admiral. <laughs>
2: how about now, see, that? that's yeah. smart.
1: No, it's I'll, I'll be sleeping Your and face. shivering, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's smart. Yeah, I I went through I went through a whole semester at college with a sheet. So, and 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 not on the mattress, just on me.
2: You you do some things that wow I couldn't do like the vitamin thing that Rut was telling you about.
1: Oh yeah, taking so, so stern. She gives me a part of part of my day is my wife goes. Did
2: you take your supplements?
1: And I say no, and she hands me a bowl of stuff. I mean, I'm not kidding. A small little bowl filled with pills. She could be killing me.
2: I, I'm I like I'm like. Do you know? Do you want to know any of these? No, no. Just give them to me.
1: Yeah, just give me. <laughs> So I I just take my I take my I just shove them in my mouth. I got a whole mouthful of pills and I, and I'll just drink something and I'll slam them all down at once. Mm-hmm. And uh, during Top Gear, I used to we, we ate every meal together. So every breakfast, Rut saw me take this handful of pills, and I would sometimes i take it with just like black coffee. And he would just look at me like, "Oh man,
3: you're an animal."
2: <laughs>
3: I said, "They got to get in there, and I don't have any time."
2: I couldn't do that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and I love what you guys talked about. Uh, you know about keeping your head cool in the middle of chaos and a crisis, like a quarterback in a pocket when there's all this stuff going on. Yeah, and unless, just, and le- unless yeah. I bet on them. Then,
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. then yeah. Joe Burrow's gonna crumble, something's gonna happen, there's gonna be, something's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> well, I think we definitely would come to you when we have a crisis.
1: Yeah. Thank you. First of all, thank you. I'm very good in a crisis that I don't create. If I create yes. the crisis, <laughs> no. then I got to come to you.
2: Yes. Like if I create the crisis, honey, that's how we. <laughs> yes. Or or things are thrown. Yeah. That, that's thrown that's and... my
1: two minute drill. Yeah. You
4: know, <laughs> Omaha, <laughs> <But> Omaha, <laughs> honey, kill, kill, kill.
2: But when I have a problem, I mean. I love actually coming to you when I have a problem because I know I'm being taken care of. Mm. It's it's almost like you have this war room ready to go at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, meet me in the war room. I'll have a strategy, and this is what you do.
1: Hey, we're going to get in there. Here, this is what we're going to do.
2: <laughs> it, it does. It is yeah. very comforting, mm. and I feel like I have an ally. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll take care of you because I... If anything happens to you, I'm dead. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I can't function. It's, it's a, you want, Stern, you want to know how bad it is? I watch, sometimes I'm watching football on my phone, this little phone with all the TVs we got in house because I know how to work it. I know how to work <laughs> it's it. It's true. She's like, why are you standing up over the sink watching TV? I said, I know how to do this. And, and, I don't want to clean up the, I don't want to clean up the mess I'm making so I'm eating over the sink so I can just turn the water on. It's like sleeping without a sheet. I'm practicing.
4: It's, <laughs> that's it's
2: just it's efficient
1: behavior.
3: Yes. yes.
2: It's true. And then when I flip on the TV and put it on he's like, "Wow. Look at that. <laughs>
3: wow. This is amazing." Mm.
2: <laughs> but there's you do you, you're thumb. that
3: guy that you want in your corner or in your back pocket when there's a crisis going on. Mm-hmm. Like when the zombie revolution hits or, you know, whatever. Like, I want to be somewhere near you because you're going to be like, I got the water. I got the I got the go pack. Let's let's I got the car. We know where we're and we know where we're going. Whereas I'd be running around with like a half, like a half a Pepsi and be like, here, I'm ready. Like, we, <laughs> you know, I just wouldn't know what to do. Uh,
2: I, got, is... I
1: have my circular saw blades because you got to cut the heads off. Yeah, honey, go.
2: <laughs> this is what I picture Adam saying. All right. Every, everybody get your shit together. We're all going to Costco. That's fully loaded. We're going to hang out in Costco. Yeah. Because it has everything. Stop yeah. your crying. They're already dead. All right? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're right. going to buckle up in Costco. You know what I liked, Adam? What? When you said um, that I could talk to people who have opinions, mm. but not to people who have opinions that own them.
1: Yeah. Whose opinions have them. Yeah. Have them. Yeah. Because yeah, that, yeah. the, you think you're your mind. You think of your thoughts and you're not letting anything else in. And everything is, that's when you're not looking for information, you're looking for affirmation. You just want to keep... It's like when people go, I don't trust the media. No, nope, you don't trust the media you disagree with. <laughs> that's what you don't do. You don't trust. <laughs> right. So yeah.
2: Well, I think there's always two sides to something.
1: Yeah, but if you're only seeing one... look
2: Exactly. Whatever, if you're whatever, only seeing one side, yeah, exactly.
1: It was, oh, it's... How could they do that? It's us against them. There is no them. It's just us. It's, it's just, that is it's just very us. True. We're
2: in a Costco. It's the
1: zombie revolution. Okay? That's true. I ain't got time for your bullshit. There's, there's half dead people coming to eat us. Right. <laughs> Take these saw blades and aim for the head. Right. Why do I come up with these
2: plans? <laughs> and hopefully they're the slow walking zombies, not the fast ones. Yeah
3: yeah yeah, yeah. I hate that's the, the, the only ones. way we get through this mm-hmm. it's the only way we get through this but yeah that, i mean that's you can't uh, the times we live in everybody just retreats to their echo chamber yeah and then as you said it's all about affirmation about what you think and then anything that's not totally aligned with what you think is not orthodoxy it's awful and like those and like everyone even thinks that is terrible and so no you you've got to keep an open mind with everything
2: well what helped me is getting information that you, you know you source it you don't Uh, source someone's opinion you look for the facts you go beyond someone's opinion Mm. do you know what I mean that helps me That you
3: yeah, so you try and get to the heart of what the matter is yeah. and come to your own conclusion about it.
2: You've like. got to live in
3: that
1: uh, uncertainty and the uncomfortableness of uncertainty. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're going yeah. to take the negative.
3: I feel shitty, but I'm used to it. That's well, why I think we need somebody else's opinion about this mega bus, because it sounds like you guys were really kind of neg- negative about it. Yeah, and I think it's that? probably a great experience. Oh, it's terrible.
2: I picture I, that <laughs> London bus. Isn't that the London bus?
1: It looks like they bought a bunch, of, bunch of London buses, the double decker buses, uh-huh. except they're covered; they're not open on the top. They okay. painted them purple, and and they dredged the the dregs of humanity. They went to the <laughs> shallow end of the gene pool and said, "Get on, we'll take you someplace."
2: Uh, okay, because I was thinking that's the bus everybody took in summer to go to the Hamptons.
1: No, that's the bus no. everybody ev- everybody took to go to a tractor pole. That's that
2: <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Unless you're yeah. on the tractor pulling, that's kind of fun. That I would do if I was driving the tractor. I would. You want to watch? Fine, but I, can,
1: I, I understand if you don't. But I, I had to take it to Baltimore. It was, it was, oh, it was, it was horrible. The, the, the whole bus smelled like Velveeta and regret. It was just like. Is it cheap?
4: <laughs>
2: yes. Cheaper than Greyhound. I'm,
1: yes, it's cheaper
3: than
2: Greyhound. Okay.
1: I went for twelve dollars. I I went to Baltimore. Oh, that's pretty cheap. There's no, but there's a reason. (laughs) You're on there. It's like it's like the bus that 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 takes the psych patients on a day trip. You're just loaded in there with every kind of neurosis, and there's people (laughs) smoking. There's 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 a there's there's a couple having sex. There's some guy, you know. cutting his fingernails there's all kinds uh, of I, shit
2: going on yeah i don't like when people don't respect your private space they don't need in they, there's, public there's, there's
1: no awareness of other people's private space yeah yeah and i, and, I, I just and love the, the,
3: i'm sorry go. Ahead. i just love the idea of the driver being like i'll pull over and kick you all off the bus right even,
2: now <laughs> <laughs> even the driver is psychotic <laughs> he's like i'm not getting paid enough <laughs> Just, that's
1: yeah, this ain't my bus I'll leave it right here I got this job with a fake ID they're gonna, they're gonna look for Esmeralda Gomez not me baby Oh, Smart. Smart. I really love talking to Mike Vecchione he's a very funny guy please check out uh, his podcast called Macaroni Rascals with uh, our pal Greg Stone uh, honey if they want to get a hold of us where do they go
2: the Adam Ferrara at gmail
1: uh, and my YouTube special called It's Scary in Here is available on YouTube.
2: Which is still free. Yes, it is.
1: Because <laughs> the zombies are coming and we need to land.
2: Yes. Cheaper uh, than the Megabus, people.
1: Yeah, That's how good it is. It's cheaper than the Megabus. <laughs> we'll take you to Baltimore. It'll good take God. you to Happy Town. <laughs> in the privacy of your own home, you're welcome. <laughs> And follow us on socials at Adam Ferrara uh, across all kinds of platforms. My wife is very excited because we got a lot of people liking our bits on TikTok.
2: Three million, Adam.
1: Three million. Yeah, you know what that means? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs>
2: nothing.
1: <laughs> but we're glad we're reaching people. Uh, and if you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend,
2: Mister Algorithm.
1: And please remember, life is hard. You take it easy on yourself. The pot is ended. Don't be. No coffee. It's 7 45 in the morning. I'm like, oh my, why am I hot all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> I take a COVID test in
4: the terminal? I'm freaking out. Now I'm spinning. I, 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 my temperature's going to be on 100 something. Am I
0: going to have a fever? Well, how do would- have a fever? 101 degrees of hypochondria. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home,